Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Big news. It's a big news show. We talked about it last week, and we have ourselves some big news up and down the board. Yes, the stuff we have been waiting for. I've got some good news. I've got some bad news for the listeners out there. Welcome in, everybody. This is a show I've been looking forward to since, well, I guess since March, right? Or since April. Some news came out of Indianapolis yesterday. We'll get to that in just a moment. Thanks for listening. As always, Jonas Nordman, Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? First bit of breaking news. Got a haircut. Yes, it was getting a little raggedy, getting a little out of control. Now we're all good. I feel a little fresh. I can whip my hair back and forth. Well, no, I can't exactly whip my hair back and forth. I can whip my head back and forth without much restriction. It was getting out of control. I know that's not the news people would necessarily want to hear. So I'll start with uh, the bad news. Yeah, I said it's good news. I said it's bad news. I, I guess I'm supposed to do the rundown, right? I'm so excited to get to what's going on in the world of college basketball. that I essentially have totally forgotten the format of this show. Uh, we're going to get to the news. We're going to go over everything. We're going to have a live reaction right here. May have a bit of a Jayhawks in the NBA update at the end here. We're down to one. The last of the Mohicans is now remaining in the NBA playoffs when it comes to NBA Jayhawks. We may get to that. But first, bad news. Those of you that were excited to hear me and see me have an aneurysm on air, on recording. Sorry, that's not going to happen. I think my dad was one of those people. I was really looking forward to my breakdown on air. Appreciate the feedback from last week's episode, by the way. People seem to really appreciate vitriol and anger. So we'll try to bring more of that. Today's not, not going to be one of those episodes. Today is a day of celebration. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it is from my perspective. So that's the bad news. Sorry, I won't be having a breakdown because... The good news is we have breaking news. Live, I assume from Indianapolis. Yes, we have ourselves a potential start date for college basketball. (laughs) Thank goodness. Because I was starting to lose my mind. And it's actually hilarious. Just as I was playing that. (laughs) So the potential start date, like we talked about last week, it was rumored to be, and it will indeed be around November 25th, depending when conferences and teams are able to get up and going. November 25th, as John Rothstein said, Thanksgiving Eve will never be the same. 
it'll be great. You don't want to talk to that crazy uncle. You don't want to talk to your cousins. You don't want to talk to your family. They're like, hey, I've been waiting for this since March. I didn't get NCAA tournament this year. I need to watch some college basketball. I need to hopefully watch some Kansas basketball. However, right off the bat here, as I was playing that, literally, I got the update on my phone. Headline, October start date, Warriors Pac-12 head coaches. <laughs> All right. Pac-12's got its own issues right now. Uh, but we'll actually get into the Pac-12 in just a moment here when talking about the start of the new season. So, season starts November 25th. Practice is going to start, hopefully, not in the Pac-12, I guess, October 14th. There's a new minimum amount of regular season games that you have to play, 13. There's a new maximum, 27. That's actually lowered previous years. Take last year, for example. The maximum number of games was 31. And then if the team had a perfect year, you go 40-0 with the tournament games, with your conference and NCAA tournament games. But that won't be the case this year. We'll take what we can get. No scrimmages, no exhibition games, which is probably why Pac-12 coaches are complaining. They want to get that run in. They want to make sure that their players are fit. But no scrimmages, no exhibition games. Sorry, Washburn, the Ichabods. Sorry, Fort Hayes State, the Tigers. Yes. Sorry, Pitt State, the Gorillas. And ever get the fourth team that rotates in for those exhibition games. Man, October, bad time to be an Ichabod. Wasn't it Ichabod Crane that had his issues with the Headless Horseman around Halloween? And this October, you know, no exhibition game for Washburn. You know, amongst everything else that's going on. But Ichabods in particular. Why November? Well, the NCAA made sure to make this very clear. It is giving time to these teams late November when there should be not many students around. I believe the number they said was 75% of D1 schools will be out of semester by them, either be finished with their semester or wrapping up. Obviously, Thanksgiving time, uh, there won't be hardly anyone on campus. So that makes sense. I get that. It's good reasoning. It's a good way to get around what you really want. Keep down the the foot traffic around these players. So, with that being said, and with them trying to take advantage of the lack of students on campus, that means (laughs) expect a lot of games between Thanksgiving and like Christmas, New Year's time. Because they want to pack in as many games as possible with no one around. At least that's what they're making to sound like. And that's what I'm reading. I'm reading that we're going to get a lot of games there in that uh, dead of winter time, which is great for people who are in snowed areas. And it's great for college basketball fans and people who are trying to squawk about college basketball. And haven't had a live game in a long time. It's going to be a normal NCAA tournament. Andy Katz tweeted yesterday, There will be an NCAA tournament this year. Book it. Not exactly his words, but that was the the intent. Sounds like it's going to be a normal one. 
68 teams, so suck it, ACC. Still got some anger in there. And by playing on November 25th, this will now allow for some non-conference games. Now, it does affect just about every team, especially, and we're talking about Kansas here, affects KU because they have USC, Colorado, potentially UCLA on their schedule. And, well, there's difficulties with the Pac-12 and the Big, 12, Big 10, I should say. If, as you probably heard in the football world, they're still up in the air about basketball. And that's where this article that just rolled through sort of made me giggle. It's like, of course they came through, right as we're talking about this, right? And, of course, it's the Pac-12. The rudderless ship that is the Pac-12. Um, this is a, a Kansas show. This is, in essence, then a Big 12 show as well. We'll probably have to do some Big 12 preview as we lead up. 68 days till tip-off. Man, this still sounds like a long time. Here are the quotes that are on the front page here. S ton of injuries, not effing ping pong. Some coaches concerned about possible restart in October. Well, I've seen pictures of certain Pac-12 teams still working out and being safe. I don't know. So there's just something about the Pac-12 these days. It just seems like such wusses. And I'm all for safety. I'm all for taking things carefully. But I don't know. There's just there's there's an odor about the Pac-12 these days. Maybe it's just like I can't see past their inept commissioner. Maybe that's what it is. What about the Champions Classic? Wait and see. In fact, as I was reading around doing my research for the show, because I am a hardcore journalist, both the Champions Classic and the Wooden Legacy Tournament have reportedly, remember reportedly, keyword here, looked to an Orlando bubble. I don't know if bubbles are going to be good for college athletes. Maybe for these short tournaments might be a good idea. Seems iffy. But those are both the tournaments that KU, well, the Champions Classic is not a tournament, but uh, both events that KU was going to partake in this year. Uh, We've been hearing this stuff about the Champions Classic for a long time. John Calipari was the first one to sort of put it out there in the public. The Wooden Legacy, uh, that was going to be a pretty good tournament this year. That was going to be a good resume builder for Kansas. UCLA, Georgetown, Virginia, uh, I was looking forward to that. Maybe have the opportunity with it being close to where I'm from. Go down, see some games, support the Jayhawks here locally. But if they are looking at an Orlando bubble, we're just hoping right now to see them play. Or maybe you're not. Let me know, at JonasN310 on Instagram. My initial reaction was, okay, sort of what we expected, November 25th. That's great. If it all goes well and good, and we've seen things go well in the NBA, they are getting ready to start their semifinals, their conference finals. So far, so good for the NFL. And the NFL is not bubbling. The, The fascinating thing about the NFL is this. They basically told their players and their coaches, if you want to play, and there's a lot of money at stake, which is not the case in college athletics, obviously. Well, for the players. You need to be responsible, and you need to be careful. 
And if they're being true about their numbers, which, I mean, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> Don't answer that when it comes to NFL and making loads of money. Uh, but if, if they're not fudging the number or anything like that, they're getting zero, zero positives back over and over. So something's working in the NFL. And hopefully they can take that mindset and it's, it's college kids. I know. And Kansas has certainly had its issues off the court over the past, we'll call it decade or so. So it's tough to say with college kids, but, and especially college kids that are not being paid yet, but hopefully they can take that mindset, stay safe. And we can have ourselves a college basketball season, which would be great since we got robbed. 2020 will always sting, certainly to myself. I think it's always going to sting for Kansas basketball fans. You have a team that was on just on such a roll, best defensive team in the country, most dominant force in the nation in the middle, lightning rod of a point guard and the best defensive player in the country on the perimeter. That one hurts. I will be interested to see how the school and the program honors last year's team. By all means, the number one team in the nation, except for the net ranking, which is BS, only because KU never had their chance to play the Big 12 tournament. I'm, I'm sure it won't be a banner. Maybe they'll have a special recognition banner up in the rafters, like 2020 team, number one in everything, but didn't get to play. It's a wordy banner. I expect the marketing department to do a much better job. <laughs> 2020 team did really well, robbed of opportunity. Again, we'll let the professionals handle this one. Let me know your thoughts. Good idea, bad idea to even be playing with college kids. College football is underway, by the way. The SEC hasn't started yet, but they will be pretty soon. Not that the SEC is college football or anything. The only, the only conference that plays. But we've seen the Big 12. We've seen Kansas start to play. Unfortunately, KU football has begun their season for better or for worse. It's for worse. <laughs> not, not because of the COVID situation, just because of what they do on the field. But let me know. There, there's obviously a, a big damper because Kansas's schedule now gets really affected. Like... I'm gonna I'm going to the schedule right now just to go over the, the games that get affected by a November twenty-fifth start date. Obviously there's gonna have to be a lot of reworking. Like what I'm looking at right now in terms of their schedule is not the schedule that they're gonna play. They were gonna start November tenth versus Kentucky, Champions Classic, Chicago. That would have been unbelievable. Great atmosphere. The one Champions Classic game I've ever gone to was a game in Chicago, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. It was Andrew Wiggins versus Jabari Parker, Kansas versus Duke. Uh, it was that year that Julius Randle and all those other freshmen went to Kentucky and they're preseason number one. Veteran-laden Michigan State team, of course, took it to them in that game, in their first game. It was, it was an electric atmosphere. Chicago feels like a really good spot and a spiritual home for the Champions Classic. It's pretty close to Michigan State, who has the smallest fan base out of those four. It's close enough for Kansas Duke and Kentucky travel well enough to get to Chicago. So that's unfortunate. If it's an Orlando bubble, 
cool. Maybe they turn it into a round robin tournament, Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. That's yet to be seen. But that's unfortunately between November and March, the Champions Classic ends up being like the best event of the college basketball season up until March. Southern Utah gets affected, Eastern Illinois, Stony Brook, no, whatever. Those are the 13th, the 16th, and the 20th. And then the 26th, November 26th, Kansas was expected to come out to Anaheim, California and play in the Wooden Legacy Legacy Tournament. Excuse me. One of the games that I was really excited to see, Creighton, that was going to be December 3rd. And don't forget, December 12th was supposed to be the border showdown. I almost said border war. Rematch with Missouri. That was starting back up this year, remember? Now, that could still happen conceivably. And I wouldn't be surprised if that had fans. Why do I say that? I mean, we all watched, (laughs) the numbers say that we all watched, the NFL kickoff, Chiefs versus Texans. I forgot who they played because it looked like a one-sided affair. But was it 17,000 fans in attendance? A low percentage point of fans that could go into the stadium? I mean, the Sprint Center is... Oh, no, it's not the Sprint Center anymore. What's it called? Someone let me know what it's called. I don't want to look it up right now while I'm on air. Uh, but that's on the Kansas City-Missouri side. Same deal. Perhaps they still allow a certain amount of fans for KU Missouri. And that's past November 25th. They could probably hold that still on December 12th. The games are about to get interesting at home versus USC and away versus Colorado. Both of them Pac-12 schools. And as I just mentioned, the Pac-12, they be a complainant. They, They still don't have start dates. USC and UCLA just got the okay to maybe start practicing for football. But they don't know when they're going to start up football, let alone basketball. So, yeah. And they still haven't released a Big 12 basketball schedule. What's the point? They still got to figure out regular scheduling. So what's a game that you are hoping gets held on to? I have a feeling a lot of people are going to say Kentucky, obviously. Stick it to Calipari and those guys. But to me, the games I couldn't wait for were actually Creighton and USC. Now, maybe that's the Los Angelino and me saying USC. But Creighton is a really good team. And that was going to be a contrast to Styles. Up and down, three-point bombing team in Creighton, Kansas, Last few years, while they have gone to the four-guard lineup, still a bit more methodical, still plays with the big man. That would have been a fascinating matchup to watch. And Creighton, again, really, really good program right now. And USC does have, depending on what ranking site you look at, the number one recruit in the nation, Evan Mobley. It would have been really fun to see a team in USC that has recruited really well recently. The The results aren't necessarily there. Would they play to the competition? up against a team in Kansas that obviously perennial contenders. So let me know at Jonas N three one Oh on the gram. What games are you hoping get held onto? Maybe you're a Stony Brook person. You want to see the wolves come through. 
Maybe you grew up in the area where Stony Brook is, wherever that is, New York. And you just you just can't stand Stony Brook. And you wanted to see Kansas basketball smash them. Let me know. So I think that covers just about everything for, for Project Restart. If you have any questions, shoot it my way and I'll look it up. Um, or you can Google it. I'm happy to. Quick little reset on what's going on in the NBA. Jayhawk-wise, I'm not going to go over every single series. Uh, again, it boils down to this. Markeith has left. <laughs> Markeith Morris on the Lakers is the standalone Jayhawk remaining into the NBA playoffs after his brother Marcus and his team, the Clippers, <sighs> flamed out, I think is a good way to put it. Marcus did not necessarily cover himself in glory in that series, did not play well, certainly in the last game, last couple really. So, Frank Mason out with the Bucks. Ben McLemore, Rockets got dispatched by the Lakers. And now it's up to Markeith. And any basketball fan, obviously, who's not from Southern California is clearly now going to root for the Lakers since they have Markeith Morris. <laughs> and it should be noted, the Lakers actually started playing Keith a lot more. They didn't bench, per se, JaVale McGee, but he didn't start. And this is what I was talking about a couple episodes ago. More people were saying, why don't you play small? Why doesn't Anthony Davis play the center? And why don't you start Markeith Morris? And they started doing that. And they played very efficiently. Although word is, with Nikola Jokic coming in with the Denver Nuggets, the Lakers are planning on playing big again. That means a lot more JaVale McGee. But expect a big role for big Markeith Morris. And he's got a chance for a ring. Could you imagine a Morris twin with an NBA championship ring? Whew, that'd be trouble. All right. Two topics just today, but felt like a lot of fun. Um, I, I've been looking forward to this day. I've been looking forward to this announcement for a long time. There's no doubt about that. Just to keep it personal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. When you have no NCAA tournament, you sort of expect the tournament to carry you into the offseason one way or the other. You say, oh, Hey, fans, let's talk about that glorious flameout, that choke job that we had again. Or you're talking about a great run. You're talking about a potential championship or, or Final Four run for your team on a program like this. But nope, believe in Jayhawks basketball has chugged away. And now the countdown is on. We'll have to do a Big 12 preview week by week. We'll have to do some sort of countdown. 68 days. Set your clock. And if you want, go right into your favorite Pac-12 program and say, get your act together. But difference, I, I, this is very hypocritical of me. I, I know people got to be safe. And I know maybe they're just tiptoeing because they don't want anyone to get sick. But hey, you know what? This is a college basketball program that hasn't had college basketball in a very long time. So with that being said, I wish you a good rest of your week. Have a great weekend in a responsible manner. It's time people started being happy again. Is it the worst year on recorded history? It's up there, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you still can't put a big smile on your face. And hopefully this episode did it for you. And hopefully yesterday's news also helped with that matter. I am Jonas Nordman. Have a great weekend. And as always, rock John.
players at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.